0: What's going on, world? Welcome back to the reboot of Brothers After Dark. Starting off today's first episode is going to be my guy, Lee Juatsu. He's a content creator and artist. Um, Forgive me for the audio. Um, it's a little echoey, but uh, just let me know what you guys think and um, let me know what else you guys want me to put out there. All right, guys, let's get right into it. And we're
1: entering an era now where the curator has the most power. I tell people oftentimes that right now it's more lucrative and more socially responsible and beneficial to be a distributor than be a producer because there's a million producers and there's a growing number of distributors every day. Even for me like I'm an artist, so that same feeling that you got of, like, feeling that this conspiracy should be here. It's like that exact same thing with art, where, like, everybody can draw a black version of Naruto. What's going to get your black version of Naruto reposted by Nubia Mansi, or Afrofuturistic Designs, or any of these pages that are, like, responsible for making us blow up. And then the crazy thing is, when you work so hard, and, like, you see what those artists are doing, so you push yourself to get to a better position, and then you get that that shout out by Nubia Mansi, and then... Don't, nothing in your life change except you got a couple more followers. And at that point, you understand that the purpose of newbie immense was not to to break you, but to inspire you. And now that you've been inspired and that you've been given this platform, what you're going to do with it? So for me, it's the same thing with the website, where I know that as an artist, I can make a whole bunch of designs, and those designs can blow up in a whole bunch, and I can get a whole bunch of money from it. But that'll eventually fizzle out, eventually get bored of me. I'm not going to do that. Or I can sell the idea of collaboration, market upon the idea of collaboration. And so I'm known throughout the community as someone that offers opportunity to other people and also gives more than he's supposed to be giving away. And so because of that, although I'm not making as much as I can monetarily, the value of me goes up. And so then I can offer myself in other areas and in other places. So even right now, as I'm traveling, there's connections that I made through the internet that I'm now leveraging into being able to do interviews, much like this one. Um, Being able to leverage into having somewhere to rest my head at night. (laughs) And honestly, being able to sleep on a cosplayers' couch and then talk to that cosplayers um, about ideas about content, is far more beneficial than having 180 bucks to to drop on an Airbnb and be there by myself watching it stored out online for the 50th time. <laughs> all
0: right, all right. So my first question is, how did you get from like point A to point B? How did you get from you know um, school all the way up to now?
1: Yeah. Um, School being high school. So in high school is when I started. I've always been drawing. Most people that draw have always been drawing. But there is always an inciting incident that takes you to the professional level or to getting yourself to a point of education where you can reach the, uh, the professional level. So for me, it was my high school teacher, Mr. Fox. He saw like, okay, you can draw. You're influenced by anime. Let's show you classic art. And it took a while but eventually i started to appreciate classic art the different things people are doing with colors and compositions and anatomy and stuff and i was starting to integrate that into my own art and then seeing that the building blocks of what these comic artists were doing because a lot of comic artists come from the age of these ink drawings and it comes from the age of literal like classical portraiture and that's why you have like these very dramatic size, but anatomically correct figures when you look at older comics and then as time goes on those get more dramatic everywhere from um the classic um, wrestler uh, archetypes of like the early 1900s. Then in the middle of the 1900s, you have people that look like professional wrestlers. And then through the 80s and 90s, and the steroid era and the popularization of bodybuilding, then in the 90s, you just get these crazy hulking figures. And then down into the 2000s, you have more simplified designs, where because people can do things like trace now, people have been influenced by anime. Now you're getting these more simplistic, more line-based drawings. And so from uh, ninth grade to twelfth grade, it was me uh, just studying a lot, picking up on artists such as Jim Lee and Greg Capullo while they were drawing uh, Spawn and X-Men, picking up on Todd McFarlane's work on Spawn and Spider-Man. Spider-Man is like, <laughs> he's, he's the, 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 the genesis of my creative journey. Cause like I've been loving like everything Spider-Man related since I was like two. Uh, and so being able to understand where he came from, the people that like made him become who he is now, um, that was a lot of like my journey. So it was a combination of learning to study classical uh, art in order to put that into my art. And then I found that when I got onto Instagram that I was getting um, a name in the, in the Black Instagram community. And it's like people like the Garden Samurai, j uh Brooklyn Tango, or Yakusan, There's like these figures that exist in the Black art community. And there's like art battles and stuff like that. So as you advance in your abilities and invest in your marketing, uh, you'll become known by these people and then you'll be able to interact with them. And so becoming one of those people, I found that what a lot of artists would do to like monetize their work is they'd either A, have commissions and two, they'd usually have a website where they sold prints and stuff. And that was usually the of it. Some people had shirts, some didn't. And I saw that what a lot of people would do is they'd one, be under-supported and to badly market because they're artists. They do work. They don't sell things. They draw. And so, even if somebody's like the dopest artist in the world, if they can't sell their stuff, we are not want to buy it. And oftentimes, a lot of people would like sell out and then like literally like not have enough in stock. And then their fans would be like, hey, we want this. Why don't you have it? And they'll say because like it wasn't supported enough initially. And so, to like eliminate all of that, um, I made my website and I wanted to open it to collaboration so that artists could sell their work on a platform and the hope was that my favorite saying is like a rising tide lifts all boats so the hope was that all these fans from 10 or 20 different artists would all come on one website and from that you get cross pollination where different artists were being discovered and um where different ideas were being generated while also the artists were being supported um so yeah that's where the collapse system came from and then from there um i made the melanin shirt because um, power is in recognition, and the easiest way to get recognition is by having um, people of influence wear your things or being seen along people of influence. So I made the melanin shirt because um, I saw a chocolate waifu with a really cool like bathing suit that had melanin on it. So I took that, added Japanese to it, and tossed that up, and it went. Um, it did very well, and from that we were able to get the trust of artists. Because another part. That stifles artists is our our distrusted of businesses. Oftentimes you look at people like Chris Brown, you look at the whole situation with Stanley and Steve Ditko. Artists usually don't get compensated for their work, usually the distributor does. And so to like nip that in the bud immediately, I showed that I was an artist and we did a collaboration with um a few artists at first, the ones that trusted us. Then over time, artists began to come to us and since then Uh, We've been working ever since. We've given over $9,000 to independent artists. Uh, Last year we generated $16,000. And um, we just keep trying trying to continue growing and giving away money. And I hope by the end of this year, at least, uh, to be able to start hosting these things called Art Champs, which are where a whole bunch of artists get in one room, play some music, and you just like chill and make art. Uh, But that only comes with reputation because, again, Artists are so busy doing art and being in our own heads that going outside of that sometimes can be very difficult for us if we don't have a really good excuse to do so. And so the next phase of this has been generating excuses for us to go out and um, reach outside of ourselves.
0: All right, cool. That's a up, man. You, you came a long way, came a long way. Okay. What, would, what would you say to the up-and-coming artists um Yeah, you know, what would you say, like the trials and tribulations, like the first couple of things that come to mind, what would you say to them?
1: Yeah, one, an algorithm doesn't determine your value as a person or as an artist. Oftentimes, even for me, we'll make art so that it will get light, so we'll make art so that it gets followed, or we'll make art so it gets commissioned. And so, for example, (laughs) hot girls and fan art (laughs) is what I say when people want to say how they get, like, heat on the internet legit, that's all you have to do. You want the shortcut, you want short money, hot girls and fan art. What's gonna to happen to you is what's gonna to happen to everybody. One, you're gonna get tired of it. Or two, you're gonna draw something, you don't want to draw and face the, planet, the, the, the repercussions of it. Or three, you're just gonna be stuck doing that and that's all people expect from you. What you put into the internet or what you put into the world is what you'll get back. So if you put out original content, and your audience finds you purely off original content, and that's what you want to make, and you'll make it. You put out fan art, people are going to keep asking for fan art. The more of an audience you get, another thing a lot of people don't understand, the bigger an audience you get, doesn't necessarily mean the quality of your customer goes up. It just means the amount of people asking for free stuff will go up. (laughs) True. Um, Yeah, if I was talking to a younger artist, or even a less experienced artist, I would tell them that, their value isn't predicated upon any personal algorithm and that they should study to show themselves
0: improved when it comes to art. Alright, I like that, I like that. So, um, what, I'm trying to think how else I can ask this. So, you have the store, right? You have the online store. How's that doing?
1: It's doing pretty well. The, the trickiest thing right now is we, we have such a powerful force. Uh, we did a collaboration with an artist known as Crumbs Art, who does these really cool black versions of characters, often with locks or like curly hair. And it worked amazingly. It's been a very financially beneficial thing, but I don't know why, but a lot of artists outside of him and me have not been supported as much. And so I'm trying to figure out different strategies to, like, get their stuff pushed. Um, because if me and him are the only person that are getting supported, um, that means that either A, people don't know about the other people, or two, it's not being shocked to people the way it should be. And the ultimate reason that the story exists is as practice that my skill set can sell a product and that this system can sell a product. Um, yeah, because again, it's not about the value of the artists. All the artists on the website are dope, otherwise I wouldn't have them on there. But we're trying to figure out what we can do to push artists besides me and him on the site. And that's the only thing I'm really having trouble with right now. Um, Where there's these things I do where, like, I'll get really hyped and I'll, like, talk on Instagram and have, like, pictures flying all over the place. (laughs) And that uh, that gets people to buy stuff, like because it's, it's the Billy Mays approach. Billy Mays in the documentary I was once talked about how if you yell at people in a happy way and tell them to get stuff, you'll usually get them to get stuff. <laughs> true,
0: true, yeah. Alright, um, final question, um, we, who would you suggest um, would be a really good person to put on this podcast, the interview?
1: Oh, okay. Dang. All right. So, number one. Oh,
0: wow. Don't mind me. I'm I'm looking down because I I take notes. So that's what I'm doing. You see me looking down. I'm
1: I'm glad. Well, instead of saying one, I'll give you different people for different reasons and different spheres of this bird space. I I Um, like that. Yeah. Because I think that would be the best way to do it. So number one in terms of uh, cosplayers, I would have you talk to. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's tricky, and it's tricky because of how multifaceted all these areas. Are. Okay, there we go. If you want a really long, informative, very charismatic video or uh, interview that you'll be able to take mad sound bites off, Mamina will give you. All the time in the world, M U M E A N A cosplay, Mamina, cause legit. Not only can Mamina talk for like hours straight, but Mamina will give you gems just on accident. (laughs) So like, you got like two to three just solid hours. Mamina will just go off. Um, So yeah, Mamina cosplay um, is number one in terms of just like mad sound lights, mad content that she'll just be able to do whatever you want with. Two, and I'm thinking of young people, would be Ninja Senpai. And again, I'm thinking about like the youngest people I can think of uh, that are like doing amazing work. Jada the dog might be interested. She might be a little busy for the next couple weeks, but her
0: viewpoint on a lot of things might be really interesting to hear. Giving me gems right now, bro. I'm giving me <laughs> some hitters. <laughs>
1: I'm glad. <laughs> um, And yeah, those people because their their stories are very interesting and what they've experienced and how they've been able to spin those experiences are very interesting. Um, Who else? King Zeus. He's about to put out a song as well. He's basically going to like do some music stuff as well, in addition to being, like, one of the best, most recognizable dude cosplayers out, King Zeus, most definitely. Um, in terms of TikTok people, you could probably get some really good content from Shizzle Mac, S-H-I-Z-Z-L-E-M-A-C. He's, like, running TikTok right now. He's in Philly. I need to reach out to him before I get back to town. Uh, but Mac is really cool. Also, there's Soul Tayshi, S O U L T A Y S H I. And he's another TikTok person that's really cool. Um, that's doing, the, oh, yeah, that's doing a lot of cool work. There's King Crystal, K I I N G, K R Y S T A L. There might be another I in there somewhere, but you'll find her. She's, uh, She's this girl that's linked up with King Vader, and she does these really cool edits, and she's studying like a lot of cool video edit, edu- um, animation stuff. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, the cosplay circle in California is just crazy because again, you have hitters like Vader and Caleb City and people like that. that so just...
0: my goal is one day, like when I get to that level, is collab with them because um. Ooh my cousin he's he's doing directing and then i have a i have a my friend he does like the um the animation stuff too so i'm trying to have like i'm trying to be legit with brothers after dark and set up certain areas where i can do certain projects with certain people so i don't want it to be like a one-trick pony i want to be like hey you know you got a you got an idea you know come over here i got a studio let's come through you know do what we gotta do so that's what that's my twenty twenty one is where I'm trying to that's where I'm trying to go. So twenty twenty is just building right now. That's what's up. So uh what was the last one? King King
1: Crystal. K R Y S T A L. All
0: right, cool. Thank you, everybody. Um, I'll see you guys next week on Brothers After Dark. Thank you. Thank you.